Welcome to the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving. We provide education and information on senior care topics. Here's your host, Ryan McGinnis. Everybody and welcome to another episode of the Caregivers Toolbox Tools for Everyday Caregiving, where we give you information and education on senior care topics. My name is Ryan McAniff. I am the owner of Minute Women Home Care, the host of the show. I am joined by Janet, as usually, Director of Client Care and the co-host of the Caregivers Toolbox. How are you, Janet? I'm very well. So today we are talking. So here's we were just talking about this off air. I thought we talked about this before. I'm going to be honest with you. I can't remember. We've done 90 episodes now. We've gotten up there. We're almost at the 100th episode of this. And we'll I have can't to get re- horns and hats for yeah, that one. Absolutely. We'll get some of those, uh, those balloons and that nobody can see. Yeah. Um, but I look back. I couldn't figure out where we did it. So I figured, what would you say? If we did it already, well, here's a refresher. Absolutely. So we're going to talk about fall prevention and what to look for and do. And even if we did this earlier in an earlier episode, our, our, the amount of people that listen to this podcast has dramatically gone up in the last six months or so. So I, my guess is if you, if you haven't heard it, and even if you have, it's a good refresher because fall prevention is one of, the, one of if not the biggest reason, people come to private home care. People come to certified uh, uh, home care. People come to nursing homes and hospitals. It's and it is one of the bigger problems at assisted livings. I imagine people Absolutely. falling because when you fall and you're brittle, things break, and when they break, you don't recover as quickly, and it can unfortunately be uh, a death sentence. Really, I mean, it, or it can hasten decline. Hasten decline, yeah. or it it just or that's the worst case scenario. And not to be scare tacticy, but you know, more often than not, a major fall is going to um, reduce the quality of life at some point in time if there's a break, if there's a, a, a problem. And, and even if they aren't hurt in any significant way, it creates a fear that could be hard to overcome. And we have talked about that on other podcasts. Absolutely. You know, how you recover from fear of falling. Absolutely. And then all of a sudden they don't want to go out. They don't want to be active anymore. And then on the other side, on the flip side of that, it obviously puts a lot of stress on the adult children because they're now waiting for that phone call that mom really fell and there's a real serious problem. Or if mom doesn't pick up the phone fast enough is she on the floor you know and yep. so there's two sides to that where n- all parties are stressed after after a, a fall of any kind but certainly after a major fall so the first thing to do when we go into a home we usually do some type of home assessment when somebody calls us up we like to go out and meet with the family ideally um, sometimes that doesn't always happen especially with those last minute discharges like we were talking about on the last podcast but Ideally, if we have five days' notice that somebody's going to be needing our services, we go out, we meet with them, we check out the the home. And when we're in the home, we give them some basic tips that um, everybody should know about. And the first one that we always say is throw rugs. Mm. Janet, how are your feelings about throw rugs and the elderly? Well, I think if you think of Aladdin, the cartoon and whatever, I think of the magic carpet. And that's exactly what throw rugs are. Either someone's standing on them and they go sliding because it's not anchored and it's on a hardwood floor or it's got a fringe or a rough edge or a curved edge up a curved edge or one of my favorites is somebody put the rug down because there's a cord there that they don't want someone to trip over gotcha 
Um, so, yeah, throw rugs, and yet people can dig in their heels. We have had clients that you take the throw rug up in front of the kitchen, you come back the next time, and it's down there. Sun takes it up, you come back, and it's down there. Absolutely. You know, they, there can be some real uh, tiffs that occur over those. So the throw rugs are, are a major issue because what ends up happening is that seniors don't pick up their feet enough. And they're they're more sliding their feet, you know, uh, rubbing it against the floor as they walk forward. They're not they're not strong enough anymore to lift up their feet, and that throw rug is there, and it's got a quarter of an inch, or sometimes if it's curved up, a half an inch lip. They catch it and they go down, and or they like you said they they step on it. It's not anchored with a non skid mat underneath it. Yeah. And they go down. So, or when they take the mat, the throw rug, and put it over a cord and say, well, an edge won't matter. They're in a wheelchair. Every time the wheelchair goes over the rug that's over the cord, you're wearing the insulation off the cord. Yeah, that's and true. And you can too. have fires that way. That's a very good point. So, so any time that you can pick up throw rugs, pick up the throw rug and throw it throw away. Them. <laughs> throw and the throw get rug. get rid of it. Don't put it in the closet because just like Janet said, they'll yep. find it and they'll put it back out. Get it. Get rid of it if they're if it's that valuable or if it's that sentimental, which it generally I doubt they are. But if it is, bring it to your house. Get it out of the home because they'll yep. put it back down, and it's and it's just an accident waiting to happen. I'm 34, and I can tell you I've tripped over throw rugs and rugs before because you're not looking and you trip and boom you're on the ground. The next one that is that is is an obvious one. Um, is grab bars and most people know about grab bars um grab bars are great just because they allow somebody stability in a situation where there is usually slippery or it's 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 difficult walking um you know and and where i include grab bars and things and i'll let you deal with the the bathroom side of the grab bars (laughs) but where i consider grab bars as well is with handrails you have handrails you know i'm a big guy i'm six foot six I'm, i'm i'm strong when i'm an old man a little handrail that's held in with half-inch screws into drywall or whatever they're held into is not going to support my, me when I'm trying to walk downstairs and my knees are, are, are sore from doing squats and playing basketball for all those years. Um, so when you're looking at a handrail, get some, get whether you want to go, go away from aesthetics and just get a grab bar, really long grab bar handrail, go for it. Who cares what it looks like? It's about safety. But some people care about the aesthetics of their home, and I understand that. But make sure that those screws are like two-inch screws that are going into uh, the hardwood, not just the drywall, and make sure that thing is sturdy as can be because seniors will use that and it will be their hand will be a death grip on that thing because they're using that yep. to get up the stairs and to get down the stairs, and the stairs are not an area in which you want a grab bar to fail. Yep. And a lot of people's front front steps they have those wrought iron railings that are anchored into the concrete or the brick of the stairs and a lot of times wear and tear you know you walk up to a house those wobble and people are really they're they're depending on the safety of that for for their life or even even another thing that i've experienced is that they get old and rusty and the paint chips start to come up so when you you if you hold on to it you're going to get cut from the paint chips like replace the thing or repair it or whatever it needs to be yep but when we when you think about grab bars and you think about these things, you're mainly talking about the bathroom. So what do you think with the bathroom and grab bars? Well, the key points to a bathroom is a person using the toilet. Can they get up and down from the toilet? 
if it's a matter of a bar that can be mounted to the side or in front of the toilet, um, you can buy seats that have um, That was our number three. And, oh, okay. <laughs> but one of the things about that is you have to make sure the person has the shoulder strength. A lot of people have Absolutely. arthritis in their shoulders. But more importantly, um, the, the two key things I think of in a bathroom is if, if you're installing them yourself, um, you go online and you see these great ones that have suction cups. And you say, that's great. I don't have to put any holes in the wall. You've got to be very careful if you have tile and you're using those suction cups because... A lot of times the suction cup is bigger than some of those square tiles, and they will let go. They will get moisture in there, and they will let go. And the other issue is a lot of people think they can use the towel rack as a grab bar, and they're going to snap right off. So you need to put an honest-to-goodness bar above that because a lot of bathrooms you go into, and this is a nice one. It's got the hand towel. It's got the washcloth, and it's right in front of the toilet. And mom or dad have probably been steadying themselves with that for a long time. If they're depending on it, it's not safe. They Absolutely. will snap. And listen, the, the amount of money it's going to cost to have somebody professionally install a, a, hand, a, a, a grab bar. And then after your parents pass away, unfortunately, or they move out of the home for whatever reason, to uninstall that and to fix the damage, if you will, that was done by installing the grab bar is going to be pennies. Exactly. In comparison to the bill that somebody might have when they fall, hurt themselves, surgery, hospital, rehab, private home care, it's not worth taking that chance for maybe a few hundred dollars of installation and and products that can avert a disaster. But you also brought up number three, which was the raised toilet seat, kind of where you're, somebody is having trouble getting off on and off the toilet seat. And I remember, and since he is long gone, and my mom, unfortunately, is gone, I feel like I can share this story because nobody's <laughs> going to be really embarrassed. But my grandfather, he was like the old World War II, you know, he, he, he was in one of the boats that, like, in World War II that would... Uh, uh, try to find the mines to allow uh, other boats to go through. Okay. So talk about a scary job. Like my <laughs> job is to be the guy that finds the mines and dis- dismantles them or disposes or somehow makes my them explode. My job is to keep you safe, not me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So talk about like, I, I, and so I always kind of like, he wasn't a, he, I think he was the type of guy that always liked to have a nice little buzz on. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't a fall-down drunk, but he was, you know, that old World War II, like, I'm gruff, I'm going to drink my vodka straight, neat, and it's going to be... So anyways, the point I'm getting at was my, my mom went up to New Hampshire, where my dad lived, and she noticed a, 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 a glass of water next to the, the toilet. And she goes, uh, Tat, that's my grandfather's name, why do you have a glass of water next to the toilet all the time? And he goes, it's not water, it's vodka. And it's there in case I can't get off the toilet and I need a drink. <laughs> so, so this guy had been, clearly realized that sometimes he can't get off the toilet for a while. And if he's just going to have to sit there, assuming he's, he's reading the do. newspaper, you know, I'm sure the Globe was, was, you know, he's doing his business. That's why they call it the library. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm going to have a nice bottle, a nice oh. glass of vodka next to me so I can keep the buzz going. So obviously you have these scenarios where somebody can't get off the toilet while sometimes a raised toilet seat is helpful and those are relatively inexpensive. They cause no damage to install them. They look silly, without a doubt. They look different, but at the end of the day, they're functional. It can make a world of difference, yeah. Absolutely. So, um, and I I did, 
I did the same thing that you just did. I, number four was rein, reinforcing existing handrails, but we already <laughs> talked about that. So um, the next one is, is the anti-skid mats. Um, these can be a big one. I'll let you kind of run after these, but I know those are a, a big thing, especially with your, your, or our anti-throw rugs. Here's the, <laughs> the, the opposite of that. Yep. The, um, these skid mats, and you can buy this stuff by the roll, and a lot of it looks kind of like, um, you know, uh, shelf liners in a way. You go to your Home Depot, Lowe's, whatever. What it does is it just creates a, 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 a surface that the rug can hold on to and the hardwood floor can hold on to. Um, and they, they really are so valuable. I have them everywhere. There's a rug in my house. And a lot of people will put down certain kinds of mats when they have, like, uh, runners in the hallway and things like that. But we forget about the, the smaller rugs or rugs of odd shapes. And um, they, they're real easy and they're really inexpensive. You just cut them with a pair of scissors. And if it gets worn, yeah, throw it out. Absolutely. And then there are other types of anti-skid mats that are not just for under rugs, but they're just there to be left there. And, and the benefit of that is that if you're, if, if you're you know, the idea is that while they may, they're, they're very low profile, but the idea is that while they may be a tripping hazard, you put them in areas where the risk off, off outweighs, the, the, the yes. benefit outweighs the risk. Those two areas generally are bathrooms and mm-hmm. the kitchen. Those are the areas where you're washing ditches, ditches, washing dishes and water inevitably gets on the hardwood floors or the tile. And the same thing with a bathroom. You're washing your hands, you're shaving your face, you're washing your face before or after you get up in the, the, in the day. Water gets on the ground, all of a sudden slip and the fall. Stepping in and out of the shower. Exactly. So those are areas in which some anti-skid mats are worthwhile looking into because that's... You know, it's the whole reason why bath mats were created, right? Like, exactly. because people like myself are clumsy and we'll, we're way too high and we'll slip and fall. Um, another area to look at, and kind of going back to the uh, uh, the toilets, the toilet stand or the raised toilet seat, um, is chairs. Um, people, you know, living in their their homes generally have their favorite chair or have their place that they sit to have dinner or whatever that is and for example like on a recliner is a recliner appropriate if somebody can't get out of it because it's so plush you're in it and you can't get the strength to um, get out of it well taking that maybe a more extreme example but if somebody's in a chair that's too short Mm-hmm. Or in a couch that's too short. Or too soft. Or too soft, they can't get out of it at a right. certain point in time. And it might be worthwhile looking at the chairs and making sure that the chairs are appropriate height that they can get in and out of on an easier basis. Yeah, and you can get different cushions and a variety of different things. And if you have a family member that is, or if you have an individual that is incontinent and they're wearing Depends, their skin is already... Um, at risk for skin breakdown. And what a lot of older people do, they learned one, two, three to safely get out of a chair, but they will rock a couple times to get the momentum to get up. And when they're rocking, they're they're causing friction. They're almost like doing a little sandpaper to their bottom. And in that case, it's good to have some kind of a foam or a gel cushion underneath them so that that doesn't happen. This is is the epitome of... Book smart Ryan versus real world smart Janet. Like, <laughs> like knowing exactly. Like we live in different worlds. Something when it comes I would to have that, never but. thought about, but is an outstanding point. Um, 
The other thing that's kind of uh, another no-brainer but is important with is fall prevention is I'm going to combine the two, is the shower chair and the, the, um, the, the shower nozzle that's on a hose, the hose shower nozzle. The hand shower, The yep. hand shower kind of. Those things are awesome. I have one in my shower just because it just makes life easier. But um, the shower chair and having a way to be able that when somebody's sitting down, whether it's yourself or you're being bathed by somebody else, that they can take that nozzle and move it all around your body and hit every 360-degree area, every crevice, every crack. No pun intended. But all of these areas that are there that you know are tough to do when you're sitting down and you just have water coming from one direction which is usually hitting you right in the face as well right and we're the shower generation you know you go back um, a generation so people didn't take showers all the time they took baths they took sponge baths and it's very common as people develop um, different forms of dementia and especially with Alzheimer's they can develop a fear of water the last thing you want to do is turn an overhead shower on someone if you have a handheld you can kind of start with their feet and see how they're doing and with regard to the chairs, you know, we, we go through the fight of shower chairs all the time. And people are like, I'm perfectly capable of, of standing up. I don't need it. And partly it's because they don't want to sit on a cold piece of plastic. So I say to the caregivers, put a washcloth under warm water and put it on the seat. Then it's a nice, cozy little seat for their bottom. Um, but the other thing is, if anyone, and it can happen so quickly, if someone has a blood pressure issue, when you're in a warm shower, your blood pressure can drop. You can get lightheaded. Just to be able to have a caregiver or someone helping you or you yourself be able to just sit down rather than fall down makes a big difference. And with a tub, if someone has trouble stepping in and out of a tub, there's also a chair seat that's called a transfer bench. And what those are is they have two feet outside the tub. So the person can sit down and then with assistance or independently, they can lift their foot over the tub and just slide across and they're sitting in there. So there's all these different things that are there. They're not expensive and they are worth their weight in gold. Absolutely. And if you do want to get a little bit more expensive or you do, since we're on showers, the other option, and I didn't like bring this in because I, these are more tips and easy kind of to do things, but something to think about is that you can have somebody come in and retrofit your bathroom so mm -hmm. that there's a door. And that door allows you to get in and out and you can still take a bath while also not having to lift your feet over a, a two-foot barrier. Another option is if you want to go somewhere and you want to convert a shower into um, a on shower only with no bath, you can have very low profile step in so that it's only six inches that you're or four inches yeah. that you're stepping over rather than two or three, two feet or a foot and a half or whatever. But they can it is. taper floors so there's no seam and it, it anchors down. So there are, there are certainly some options depending on what kind of money you want to spend and things like that. That you know, these are the types of tips that you don't have to be frail to necessarily appreciate them you know what mm -hmm. i mean my dad's not frail and i think he's said multiple times yeah I, I gotta install a grab bar next to the toilet it just makes life easier you know like you know yeah. but he still plays golf two or three times a week but you know if you don't have to step in and step out and you, all you have to do is open up a glass door and walk into a room basically that happens to be a shower room just like walking into your bedroom that makes life easier exactly and and two things with regard to fall too that 
that come to mind in the bathroom is that people that have the uh, the tubs with the sliding glass doors mm-hmm. if they if a if somebody needs assistance you you generally you want to take those off because there's no way you can work around them yeah. so you plan to pop them out and put a shower curtain up you can still leave the frame in nobody's going to see it and the other thing is with people with small bathrooms if the door opens in and the person falls in the bathroom, you can't get in to help them. So point. you just want to have some thoughts. Or sometimes the simple solution to that is to have somebody reverse the hinges for you. Yeah, I guess so. That makes that sense. That can be done. Some people put up curtains temporarily. Okay, you don't want to be in there doing your business behind a curtain. But if it's a tiny bathroom and you fall down and someone can't come in and help you, that could be serious. Yep, functionality over yep. sometimes the aesthetics of things. Yep. And then the final one that we wanted to talk about was ice melt and snow removal. This is a this is a big one where, you know, people. Um, you know, kind of think that they're fine. I mean, we see it every single year, and it's not necessarily just the falls, but somebody that's getting a little bit older goes outside and swears up and down that they can handle shoveling the walkway, and then, and unfortunately, they, they have cardiac arrest, they have a heart attack because they haven't been exercising and their heart can't handle it. Well, it's the same kind of gruff male attitude, probably, that I can shovel the driveway. I don't need somebody that says, yeah, I'll be fine without ice melts or whatever it is and it makes a world of difference especially if you just put it far enough that somebody can go and get the mail and back or going to the car and back or whatever it is or you can pay somebody generally landscapers do this in the winter pay somebody to shovel the snow shovel the walkway and put ice melt down again no grab bars in the driveway generally absolutely (laughs) and it makes life easier for or if you're the one that can go over there you can do it and save the money but you know what isn't that worth it i don't know how much that costs i'm sure it's you know a couple hundred bucks a month or whatever it is if you're in a really snowy area i don't know what those costs are necessarily but again it's a preventative measure it's a little bit of money or a medium amount of money compared to what the catastrophic results can be where somebody's walking outside slips falls and now you're outside injured and hopefully somebody's going to notice sooner than later. So yeah. that's a, that's not doesn't always happen, but it's something just to be cognizant of. You know, a, a, pa- a five gallon pail of ice melt is like thirty bucks on Amazon, and it, it where they works wonders. Yep. And just one last thing that um, I throw in there that's a fall risk that people generally don't think about is small pets. And a lot of times, you know, mom gets a small dog for companionship, and that's great. But small animals move quickly, and you just need to think about it if, I mean, if she's already or he's already got a dog and they kind of have gotten used to each other and all fine. But there are a number of people I've heard thinking of getting mom or dad uh, a small dog as a companion. And you have to remember that they can get underfoot. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then also there's the issue of somebody's got to clean up after the dog. Somebody's got to feed the dog. And that involves bending over. That involves going outside with a shovel or or the the ever lovely hand in a bag. Um, Those are all things that, you know, need to happen. So that's a very good point, Janet. Excellent. Well, now you have eight plus one with Janet's nine tips for fall <laughs> prevention. If we did it before, you got to refresh your course. If you didn't hear the first time, if we even did it the first time, I can't remember. We're going crazy with all the podcasts we're putting out. But we appreciate you listening to us. We appreciate your feedback. And thank you very much. And have yourselves a good day. And thank you very much, Janet. My pleasure. Have a good one.